It is 24 minutes after the hour here on the Trot Large Radio Show, and we're pleased to be joined by Kimberly Morin. She is the proprietrix of NHPoliticalBuzz.com. That's NHPoliticalBuzz.com. She joins us every Monday morning now at this time, 7.20, for Politically Buzzed here on the Drought at Large Radio Show. You can also find her on Twitter, a fierce Twitter warrior, at Conservative IND. Good morning, Kimberly. Good morning. How are you? I'm lovely. How are you this morning? Unbelievable. Uh, um, sorry, I was actually typing at the same time as I was trying to talk. Uh, so I don't know if you talked about this, about it this week. I think it only happened on Friday. Um, it was voted in by a committee rules committee for that. The New Hampshire department of health and human services will be paying for sex reassignment surgery, uh, for those on, uh, Obamacare's Medicaid expansion. Oh yeah. We talked about that. Uh, was it Friday? I think it was Friday it happened. Thursday. Well, no, I think it happened on Thursday because it had to happen on Thursday because I believe we talked about it on Friday. Okay. So what I found out also about this is that that's a rule that was made by because of Obamacare. Yep. Like they, they actually made, they actually said, you have to do uh, cover these people and their reassignment surgery mm-hmm. because it's fair. Now, What I'd like to know is what's exactly fair to the taxpayers who are funding this, especially those who can't even afford their own health (laughs) care. How is this fair? (laughs) You know? Well, it's Um, not elective. It's a medical necessity, they say. It's not ever medically necessary. We're not talking about people who are born, the very few tiny percentage of people who are born with actual issues. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about people who choose... um, who make this choice? It's, it's, it is elected. It's not a choice. Not. Nature, nature, and God screwed up and put them in the wrong body. Well, you know, it's interesting because there have been long-term, very long-term studies done that show that even when people get this surgery, their issues still don't go away. No, and the suicide rate actually goes up after people have the surgery, according to many studies. And the fact is, if you do as I have, and you know, wonder in your out loud voice whether or not this is a mental disorder that needs treatment and therapy, not uh, not 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 a case of nature screwing up, uh, requiring uh, surgery, taxpayer funded or otherwise. You get accused of all kinds of hate filled oh, yeah. bigotry kind of things. You know, so, I said, I'm know, sorry. There's just something not. What do we do now? I mean, uh, this is really becoming an issue, I guess, in Canada. I forget what it's called, but people who uh, perceive themselves as disabled, uh, you know, th- there's actually a term for that in, in demanding that their limbs be amputated or some other. Transable. Trans transable. Yeah. OK, there you go. So. Uh, uh, all right. And then there's Rachel Dolezal. I mean. Yeah. She's down trans, for the struggle, Rachel Dolezal. Trans racism, there's trans species. We're, I don't know why we cater to this, but the government is, is I mean, making and people ba- do it, the, and the, now the, we have to pay for it. The Barnum and Bailey no, three-ring circus has got nothing on this. It really doesn't. <sighs> well, you know, we should learn from Canada, cause, because Canada has gone the root of of these types of things, and they're suffering because of it, and so are people. So, we should really, because, you know, they're going to bring back the gender identity bill again, even though trans people have the same exact protections as everyone else. And they use the same sex discrimination laws as we already all use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to try to push it again because eventually they'll make it illegal for anyone to not label someone or call them the pronoun they choose. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, it's, um, it's a pretty twisted world we live in, but, um, you know, do what you want with your body. It's your body, right? Feel free to do what you want, but don't expect taxpayers to pay for that. Why are we paying for that? We already can't afford the huge welfare programs we have in place now. And then we're going to add this to it. I mean, it's great. They're adding work requirement. Let's see if it real, they really go through with it. Mm-hmm. Because God forbid they they couldn't get a work requirement through for food stamps, and the work requirement for food stamps was literally only going back to the Clinton reforms that actually worked and lifted people out of poverty. Woo! Nope, can't do that because you know what? You have all the poverty pimps who make money and make a living off of pushing poverty to these people. They all show up at the hearings, right? You know, and they they tell everybody, email, you have to email, you have to call, you have to, you know, tell them how much it's going to hurt you if you're not getting welfare from the taxpayers, from your neighbors anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's what happens. And, you know, all the people that are, you know, I I remember watching the um, Medicaid expansion uh, hearing and Mm -hmm. uh, it was all poverty pimps. And they were even blatantly lying in the hearing about their own clients. But, you know. They are the ones who can show up because that's their business. Ever, all the taxpayers who are funding it are out working. Right. And people like uh, then-Senator David Booten, uh, who explained his vote in favor ex- of expanded Medicaid, despite the opposition, uh, you know, the loud opposition throughout his, uh, his district from Republican committees and others, said, oh, well, you should have been answering my telephone. I get all of these phone calls from all of these disabled people, blah, 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 blah. Disabled people are get Medicaid. They didn't need my Obamacare's Medicaid expansion. And, you know, the, you of course, they said. didn't pay attention to what it was really all about. And now they're finding out that the little scam they used mm-hmm. is not going to work. And, yeah. of course, Maggie knew this, but she didn't tell anybody that when she was running for Senate. Nope. Well, that's that. That's all right. You know, you know, and if I were him and uh, I were running for Congress, uh, and Andy Sanborn had the the hazards of this thing nailed dead on, and I could probably pull up the interviews I did with him. Uh, he said exactly what was going to happen to Medicaid mm-hmm. in the state, and the job pool, and everything else. He he yep. called it like he was he was clairvoyant on this one, and he was right. So the question is, you know, what do you do about it? Because uh, and I know we're talking about Medicaid, but I'm I'm shifting a bit here because I've got the expanded Medicaid story. In the news this morning where they, you know, Joint Legislative Fiscal Committee voted to ask for a waiver to impose work requirements yep. saying that, oh, well, if we, if we don't get the waiver, which, you know, they're they're on their knees praying for, then the program yep. has, will not be authorized beyond December 31st of next year. And, uh, you know, my comment on that is fat chance. They're not going to pull the rug out from underneath expanded Medicaid at the end of 2018 any nope. more than they did when they had found out they had to come up with thirty five million dollars to cover the program. No, because once you, and this is one of the big things that people were slamming Republicans with, you can't give someone something for free and then take it back Mm -hmm. because they're not, it's all, again, all the poverty pimps who make money off of this are going to come out in force and have their clients come out in force because you can't take away that. You can't take that away. I, I, I asked, I asked Jeb Bradley about that point blank in a radio uh, interview on this show, which I'm sure Josh will dig through the archives and link to. I asked him that point blank, uh, you know, whether or not you were going to take 50,000 people that were at that time projected to be um, involved in the program off the rolls. And he said, Oh, absolutely. We'll do what we need to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we all knew you were full of it, buddy. 
We all knew it. They just kicked the can down the road, shove it through, um, because they didn't have the cojones to whip up the rest of the Republicans to actually be for less government, uh, which is, you know, supposedly what the Republican Party is supposed to be about, right? Um, unfortunately, in New Hampshire, we have some Republicans who just don't really fall in line with that, uh, which is actually how most people in New Hampshire believe, uh, a majority of people. Uh, because if you look, you know, it's really interesting. I've told you this before, and I've talked about it before. I follow social media, our New Hampshire delegation, um, and news stories just to see the different reactions, because it's not a, it's all different people, right? Yep. And there's not too many people that are happy with Hassan. Not at all. No. It's very interesting. People still like Shaheen. I don't know why. But um, there's not too many people who are thrilled with Hassan. No, because um, it's coming clear her, 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 you know, her naked political opportunism in hiding you know, everything from the disaster uh, that uh, the recent audit of the Department of Education showed on the state's special ed funding handling to all of these departments that uh, overran their budgets because she yeah. didn't follow the law to now we've got this thing with the, uh, you know, the Medicaid waiver and opioid. I mean, Maggie Hassan is brilliant at one thing, and that is suppressing any information that uh, could be damning to her, uh, her actual ability to govern. Yep. No, and and that that I'm going to shift now because the media plays into that, as you know, the mainstream media in New Hampshire um, there's an interesting article out today by a former head of NPR, and it was uh, published in the New York Post. I don't know if you saw it, nope. but he spent a year in places other than the big cities, the big left-wing cities. Who's this? Um, his name is Ken Stern, and he's the former head of NPR. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's a former CEO, sorry, of, of, of NPR, and he he went and started meeting actual regular Americans. No kidding. Yeah. And he, he admits in this article that yes, the most of the media is liberal. Therefore they're in a bubble and they all group think. Mm -hmm. So they all think Americans are a certain way or want a certain thing. And that's what they push. Mm -hmm. They're not pushing a different, you know, a uh, different viewpoint or whatever, because, and they'll report on stories to make stories bigger because of their group think, you know, like there's all kinds of gun control stories. Right. But you never hear about the stories where a, so, someone uses to a gun to save a life. Right. So you, you don't ever hear about those because the liberals on the left don't care about those. They want gun control. Oh, and I, it was just, it was interesting that he wrote this of all people. He said he wished he had known it when he was there. <laughs> Because um, God forbid somebody involved in media actually leave their little safe space, uh, which they create their propaganda and well, actually go know, talk to the people who they want to be on the receiving end. Well, you know, it's funny because and I thought I've had this thought before because I've been to multiple places around the country, different coasts, different, you know, East Coast, West Coast, all, you know, in the middle. And a majority of the country happens to be rural, not even suburbia. Mm -hmm. It's rural. Um and those are the people who, whose voices aren't heard. You know, they, they, these, these are the people who actual everyday things in life are affecting them. You know, loss of jobs, um, stagnant wages, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and they've been ignored. And that's obviously why Trump won. But it's just, it's interesting. 
Um, and I'll send this to you because I just I thought it was pretty interesting that and a couple other people had posted it, which is why I found it. Um, that these they still don't seem to get it. Of course, as you know, uh, they talk about it. Some of them will talk about it, but they still don't go there. Mm-hmm. You know, they still they still live in a bubble. And if any if you've ever worked in Boston or worked in New York City or worked in a big city, you get that. Yep. Because it is a bubble. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's completely different life than it is in any place else than those cities and maybe the suburbs. So I thought that was um, a pretty interesting because he actually, um, he actually went and spent time with all different kinds of people around the country. And he, he commented on something that 60, more than 65% of voters think there's a lot of fake news in the mainstream media. All right. Yeah, we got Dave in Bedford with a uh, on on the line with a I guess wants to chime in on this conversation. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I think Tim Tim, you're closer to the mark than Rich is when it comes to the question of um, how to handle this state funding of gender reassignment issue. Uh, because Rich, I think you really stepped on a landmine when you brought up the whole. Well, let's just throw them all into the mental disaster disorder category you know once you start playing the mental disorder card you're playing the moscow kgb card that's what they did to dissidents in the soviet union oh please dave, you're better than that da- da- you're first, better than that for, Rich. For, first of all dave i mean i'm not gonna put up with this because i didn't i didn't i didn't uh cavalierly throw it away i do happen to think and there is plenty of uh there is plenty of evidence uh, scientifically to show that transgenderism or gender dysphoria is in fact a psychological condition that can be remedied. But the idea that somehow I'm taking a step towards locking people up, a.k.a. the KGB, is just, uh, frankly, it's too stupid for words. It's insulting, and you should know better than to do that as a listener of this show with somebody like me, period, end of story. That's it. That call's done. Well, that took an interesting turn. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of a sudden now we're KGB. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not what you were saying at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, whatever. So on the other topic, we can just skip off that. But it's just um, it, it's interesting because I was like I said, I was driving today and I was going through back country roads through Connecticut and Massachusetts. And I'm like. This is where the majority of America lives, are these kinds of places. These people aren't interested in, in um, the same things as the, the left will make them believe they're interested in or they should be interested in um, because those things aren't important. What's important is if they can feed their families, if they can pay for their homes, if they can have a job that will allow them to do that, if their kids can get a good education. That's what matters to all of the, a majority of Americans and the left just doesn't get it, and their media, of course, is in their pockets, so they don't get it. All right, we have Eddie in Manchester on the line with a call. Eddie, go ahead. Hey, Rich, I got a question, quick question for the both of you, and uh, I'm sort of piggybacking on the last call, but I'll leave the KGB out of it, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, on this subject of, of mental illness, right, okay, Rich and Kim, do you have any input on uh, Judge Broderick, right? He's beating this constant drumbeat about being more aware of mental illness. You know, I'm just wondering, is there a flip side to his crusade? Does, does it kind of whipsaw back? Can you overdo something like that? I mean, he, we just were bombarded with the, 
this mental health awareness. And is can someone just overdo something like that is what I'm asking. I don't know if you're familiar with his, his message, Judd, former Chief Justice Broderick. All right, Eddie, thank you for the call. Kim? Um, I am not familiar with his message, but I think the problem is that years ago, and we've talked about this before, um, mental people who do have actual mental health issues were given more rights than their own family members to actually try to help them. Um, so we have people that couldn't get help anymore, even people who wanted it, because that just took a backseat to everything else. Um, I, I think, yeah, you can overdo anything. And especially people tend to overdo it because for government, they want to overdo it and push it so they can take more of our money, put more controls in place and and say they're helping doing it in the name of help. And in reality, we don't even know if what are the outcomes? Are there people really getting help that need it? Um, that's one of the problems. So they they explode things into making them worse so that they can do other things to spend more money. And, you know, like like with the opioid issue. Right. You know, what have they done? They've they put more controls against law abiding people who would never abuse drugs because it's not drug mis- misuse. It's abuse. Um, and they they just overblow it more uh, than it really originally was. People well, have been doing that for, yeah. for decades. Well, I, I, I do think that um, I, I, as with anything, I, I do think you can overdo any, anything. And yeah. I, I think. I think there's a general misunderstanding of uh, mental health issues and how they contribute to everything from crime to drug addiction. I don't know, yeah. and I'm not going to pretend to know what constitutes uh, a mental illness or not, although I think some things are pretty clear, like if you believe you're trapped in the wrong body. Uh, you know, if, if someone is saying they believe that they were, uh, you know, captured by space aliens, we'd all think that they probably needed help, not uh, not surgery. But, I, I, I you know... There is something, and I know Manchester Police Department has done a lot to, um, you know, educate its officers and train them on identifying mental health illness, uh, mental illness issues while they're doing their stuff. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a sticky wicket that I didn't, I don't know that people really know how to handle. But that said, Kim, we right. are way over time, and uh, we appreciate, as always, your uh, your segment. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. All right. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, oh, here, Lisa deinstitutionalization has created a generation of drug addiction and homelessness on the mental uh, health issue. Yeah, it, it, it probably has. It's probably created a couple generations. We're just really feeling it now. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, more on the campaigns here in the Queen City. Stay with us.